Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Listener discretion advised. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and gamers of all ages, it is us. Uh, the Blunt Force Gamers. It's already in our intro. I'm back, bitches. He is. He is. He is. I am Game Goblin, and I am joined with the insurmountable, the legendary, the masterful, the magnificent and malicious moniker. Hello. You forgot the gastrointestinally challenged. No, we covered it. Nurgle loves you. I, he does. I oh, and there's our third voice for the week. That would be... Darth Blasphemous. Hail to the dark side. Hell yeah. And Kazarkan may or may not have the koofs. He's Uh-oh. not going to be here this week. Koofers? He may be a koofer. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. Do we have a topic? Do we have a topic? You know what? Uh, about a week ago, just before 4th of July week, I did a little miniature episode because... And this is going to be news for people who still follow us. I know the pandemic has less people going to work, so we're getting less downloads because less people are... Needing, needing. mindless talk to fill their airtime. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did a quick one, and I know I spoke to you guys earlier about it, so I'll just make the announcement here for those who do listen to us. We're leaving Facebook, we're leaving Twitter, we're leaving the wokosphere side of the interwebs. You should leave Facebook regardless. It is the most liberating thing I've ever done. Fuck Facebook. I, you know, it's, it's only a matter of time before they cancel us too. Or anybody cancels us, but you know, they're they're still canceling people left and right. Eventually they're No, gonna... no, only people on the right. But yeah, yeah, it's true. And we're center, so... In that, no time, they'll be saying we're on the uh, The center the right. is close enough to the right for those who are canceling everybody. So we're leaving that side. So if you do listen to us, you do enjoy our podcast, you're going to find our links on Parlor. You're going to find us on BitChute in the future. We're, we're pulling the 10 stakes up from YouTube and all the other ones who are canceling people. And yeah, that we're, you know what? Let's just get onto the topic at hand. Gaming, because that's what we do. We're a gaming podcast. Let's talk about gaming. Let's do something fun for a fucking change. Jesus, fuck me, Christ. That is an odd exclamation. I, I, dude. In this day and age, it's, it's even getting into gaming, especially with all the shit the companies are doing. And you can't even find a good gaming group anymore online, uh, you know, to just talk and try and find players or find games or just get answers to questions you can't seem to find elsewhere i mean i may or may not be removed from giants in the playground (laughs) Uh uh-oh well there's our topic right there is cancel culture hitting gaming because as man shorts put it out and they had a good episode on this uh apparently the characters were time traveling to go to the future of 2020 to help out uh their female cohort who was currently engaged in battle with jack the ripper back in 1880s england and when they got to the year 2020, they got exposed to this thing called cancel culture. And they're like, wait, have we been canceled yet? The camera pans to the GM and he's like, well, that remains to be seen. <laughs> uh, that's like I mentioned earlier today when we first arrived. That was like one of the most true statements I have heard recently is everybody uh, is pretty much subject to being canceled at some point in time, it seems. So it remains to be seen whether we get cancelled or man shorts, and I hope they don't because they're funny as fuck. I I hope they don't get cancelled. Yep. And, Uh, yeah, finding games is hard right now, too. We already rolled the intro, you fuck twit. He rolls it before we get going now. Welcome to Gen 4, bro. Yeah, welcome to Gen 4. I I just got tired of, like, I do the editing and I'm, I'm lazy. And I, I, you know, I, I gotta roll into the audio like a minute and a half, and then be like, "Okay, where did we shut up? And where do I insert the intro?" And I'm just like, "You know what? Fuck it." Okay, fair enough. I, I just, I'm lazy these days. I have so much time to do nothing that I don't even pay attention to anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's how I roll. So what has been happening? Uh, have you guys talked about The Last of Us Two? 
everybody oh. else has talked about The Last of Us 2 to the point where yeah. uh, I feel like I've already played the game without having to play the game, and I believe it... No, it was not Magog. But Magog. Magog. Uh, I think it was actually the drunken Irish fella. Mm. He got a copy of it, and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to play it. I'm like two hours into it, and I already want to throw the game against the TV set. But he's like, it's the principal thing I paid money for. I'll, I'll play it and tell you how shitty it is. What What's worse, if a game had been bad, or the fact that it's just mediocre? Um... I would prefer a game that's bad because then we can figure out why and laugh at it. Instead, it's it's mediocre at best. And the, the worst part from all the reviews and all the things is just simply they take a character and you're supposed to hate them, right? This game supposedly by all the cool fans who actually know what's going on because they're real fans. This one was supposed to be about rage and anger and just all the meh, 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 meh. So you were supposed to hate this person. Then, after they beat the shit and kill someone, you are supposed to play as that character and beat the shit out of the main little girl character you're supposed to be playing. Uh, Who, from the storyline analysis, basically goes nowhere and does nothing. Except lose everyone that you gained in the last game. Well, it's, you know, it's kind of like that old saying, when you seek revenge, always make sure to, was it, dig two graves? Dig two graves if you seek revenge. Yeah. And Last of Us 2 definitely needs two graves. Sounds like it needs a couple more than two. <laughs> yeah, true yeah. that. I, I mean, just... I heard gameplay... Go ahead, go uh, ahead. I heard gameplay-wise, you know, purely from a technical point, it was solid, you know, uh, solid gameplay. But, you know, when you have something like The Last of Us and it's so story-driven, it, it's kind of sad that, you know... It turned out to be what it was, you know. It's, on the one hand, yeah, it's fun to make fun of whoever. You know, it's like, haha, your favorite game sucked. But at the same time, man, after, you know, going back to the whole Star Wars thing, you know, after years and you finally see, oh, it's coming out, and then it turns out to be a bomb. That's just, that's just the worst, man. But wait, we have hope. We Do have we? a final hope. Thanks to, uh, was it, Doomcock. Adds more of the rumor mill stuff, but Doomcock is pretty legit as far as the sources go. Huh. What's what's the rumor? Or that they are going to use the veil of the force to completely, completely remove Your microphone is in front of you. They are going to use the veil of the force to completely remove Kathleen Kennedy's trilogy from all of Star Wars. But the sad thing is they lost out on their only chance to bring together the original three characters on screen because one of them has passed away since. No, they did it. They can just CGI them back in. Hmm. No, CGI Leia gave me nightmares. CGI Leia gave everyone nightmares. What would kill a Star Wars character more... more dead killy stuff than the crushing void of space... Or sadness. Apparently sadness kills all. Sadness kills all. No, it's just, it doesn't matter how fucking great the gameplay is for a game. The, the controls can be intuitive and tight. You can have very low latency between button pushes and getting shit to happen on screen. Yeah. You know, the story can be top-notch. The graphics could just melt your fucking eyes like the Ark of the Covenant. It doesn't matter if the game has all these things underneath the hood, if it doesn't hook the player. And one of the problems I've had personally in the last five years yeah. is I buy a new game, I get about three, four hours into it, and then I realize the game has been designed to let me know that the people who wrote this game, the people who did the artwork for the game, the people who were marketing the game, and all the way up to you hit the top chair... All of them fucking want to let me know how much they don't like me and how much they don't appreciate me buying their product. Yeah. I don't want to go out and spend 60 bucks for a game that lets them lets me know that I am the all-singing, all-dancing shit of the world in the opinion of the people who made this product for my entertainment. Sure. I, I, I don't want to go... If I wanted to feel bad about something I liked... Yeah. I would go every Sunday, dress up really nice to impress people around me, and go to a Catholic church if I wanted to feel guilty. 
It's funny you say that because I always said if I wanted to feel bad, I would just go back to church myself. So yeah, uh. if I if <laughs> I wanted on. to feel guilty for being who I am and the factors outside of my control that make me who I am, yeah. I would go to church. I would get on my knees and I'd pray to God and be like, "I'm so sorry you created me." Yeah. Here, let, let, let me ask you this, Lane. In terms of like the gameplay thing, so um, I mean, I pretty much kicked it. You know, but. Uh, kick the can on Call of Duty, you know, when it's after, like, Modern Warfare 3. So, I had been out of the loop for a while, and most first-person shooters in general. Um, recently, for PlayStation Plus's Game of the Month, it was Call of Duty World War 2. Now, we all know the controversy behind that, and we don't need to get into that, because it's, it's old hat by now. But, I only played the campaign, and uh, because I really loved the old World War 2 Call of Duties back when it was arguably better. Uh, and I thought the gameplay was solid, and I enjoyed the campaign. Was it, did it bring anything new to the table? No, it was just your standard story about, you know, brothers in arms. But I still enjoyed it. So, in your guys' opinion, would that make me part of the problem with the gaming industry? Just for, you know, spitting out shit like that, you know? Everybody's gonna like what they like. Yeah. Okay. The only problem in the industry is when you try and get people to change without bringing anything new to the table. All you want is the glory and accolades of saying, now I'm in charge. Or I'm the captain now. I am the captain <laughs> now. Or, in my opinion, the, the, the hard, the, 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 the worst part um, yeah. is when somebody uh, gives you a piece of media, whether it's a role-playing book, a video game book, or a card game, what have you, Yeah. and they walk in, they're getting all preachy about it, and they're like, you're not good enough. It is the weirdest thing to me still that the gaming community has gotten so preachy. You know what I mean? They're, Especially if you look at it like 20, yeah. 30 years ago. I I, I think... Uh, okay, um, uh, just to be kind of a, a nihilist filled with ennui here for a moment. Sure. I am looking forward to the current collapse of gaming as it stands. Oh, same here. I am looking forward to the big AAA publishers like EA... You know, eat shit games, uh, Bethesda, maybe Squaresoft to a small degree. I, I still have hope for our Japanese kindred over on the other side of the pond. Yeah. Uh, but most of the American ones or the Western companies like Ubisoft, I am hoping to see these buildings just magically, spontaneously burst into flames. People jump out of the windows <laughs> and rains of blood and frogs come from the heavens themselves and smite their buildings yeah. and leave naught but ashes behind due to the hubris of the people running these companies or the hubris of them listening to people who are telling them what to fucking make and being all local and uh, fucking making noise and shit and tooting their own horns because it will bring gaming back 180 degrees right back to where we started as a bunch of socially unacceptable dweebs and twats sitting around in our mom's basements <laughs> yeah. and this is where gaming began is a bunch of people who were social rejects sitting around having fun together in their own little areas but it was also like the epitome of creative uh, creativity yeah you know I'll, I'll say that I'll say this though I don't think it'll bring us back to where we started but I think it will reach a new chapter where Things are definitely fresher, you know, there'll be room for more creativity and kind of maybe, you know, I hesitate to word, uh, use the word renaissance because I feel like more and more that word is kind of being used too much. We're in a dark age right now, so I'm not sure what else would follow. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I oh, think, I, I, think I, I, about I mean, it, only those in charge, those at the church of political correctness know how to make the game and then they will go and have all these power and we will follow them and then when they fall there will be plenty of room because everyone else is taken to gulag <laughs> ah 1990s russia ah the gaming gulag yeah that's where we're yeah. going no, i mean i i think you know it, it'll the slog will eventually end and we'll have you know some good stuff back on the way no i i just i, just, I, I, I really do i i hope that gaming gets taken out of the mainstream gets taken back into just that nether realm between the limelight and the dark alley where Dungeons & Dragons is busy popping out dumpster babies of monsters out on a drug-fueled bender behind the bar. Yeah. You, you get a bunch of social rejects together who understand each other. They have their own, like, way of speaking. It's like like sports uh, guys. You know, they have... I Yeah, I 
if I sit down and I listen to a bunch of guys talk about football, my brains will scream in terror and run away. And that's what it's like for gamers, is we have our own little way of speaking to each other and shit. But we also are, like, amongst really creative people, and there's no group that has already been more versed in inclusivity yeah. from the onset than a bunch of social rejects. And if you are another person who just laughs and snorts and says, oh, you know, is that what a, a beholder sounds like when they fart? Yeah. If you can make a, a couple of gamers laugh, you are in like Flynn. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. But here's the problem I see. It came in with a bunch of extroverts who were looking for a new place to gain, you know, a foothold because they weren't extrovert enough to win in the outside world. So they get introduced to this wonderful thing of gaming. Someone probably was real nice and say, hey, you should come game with us because it's a great way to just say fuck it to the rest of the real world. And then now it has ended up after a slippery slope argument was laughed at 20 years ago to where now orcs are apparently the equivalent of black people. And therefore now in gaming, they're going to remove all aspects of orcs being, you know, what we consider orcs, a different species and all of that. We're now in gaming. It doesn't matter what you put on your character sheet for racial thing. There's no racial traits. And yes, there are ways to get around that. But they're taking the very core aspects of gaming that these different peoples have different traits and ideals. And that's why they're all different and awesome that we get to play all of them put together. But that's what has happened. Yeah, now when you're basic, yeah, the new D&D stuff, like... It doesn't matter what I write down for my character sheet. Now, when they go into a dungeon, my character just identifies as a gnome. Huh. It doesn't matter. Do they have pointy ears? No. Do they got scales? But, you know, those scales are not a biological thing. So, it's, it's just a fucking social construct to have scales and a 30-foot cloud of stench around me. I'm not a troglodyte. I identify as a gnome. And by the rules, I'm a gnome. Huh. Well, you know, it's funny because you know you said we mentioned earlier that gamers more than anyone are more versed in inclusivity and i'm reading through the uh, vampire the requiem the original uh, oh, that's her forehead right there <laughs> holy jesus yeah i know right um sorry yeah. to our listeners uh one of us is scrolling through pictures of news here recently and i mentioned a certain forehead of somebody and do you not see that looks just like Gowron the Klingon. God damn, that is unfortunate. She does look like a Klingon. She Any- is without honor. She is without. She is totally without honor. But that is a non-gaming subject. That, that's a non. And we have completely gone off the beaten track because we got distracted by our own fucking media shit here in the room. Yeah. Um. But, uh, go ahead. Yeah. What I was saying is, so I'm reading the. Uh... 2004 edition of Vampire the Requiem, which I guess was the first edition of it, right? Uh, Requiem was the first edition of the Requiem stuff. Uh, in D&D Total, I believe that was 4th Ed. Okay. So, yeah, I'm reading through the book for Requiem, and usually through these books, you know, it uses uh, male pronouns, right? When it says, you know, the adventurer may take his or her sword, you know, the, you know, guys know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, typically. Well, this is from 2004, right? And most of it is referring to, it's like, the vampire when she hunts the night. It's more, you know, female focus. I'm like, yeah. this is 2004, yet people are complaining that, you know, uh, there isn't enough inclusivity. But it's like, see, what what I see happening is, and this is just from the moniker's perspective, um, people come in, you know, they see, you know, they might see, say, the Marvel films, you know, uh, Infinity War, what have you. I, I'm, I'm not a superhero fan, I apologize. Um, Don't apologize. If it's Marvel, it's shit. <laughs> well, you know, they say superhero. Disney is shit. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, regardless, they see Iron Man, they see maybe Batman, Superman, whatever. You know, they say, oh, that's pretty cool. They see it on the theaters. It's like, that's a fun, exciting movie. What else is kind of like that? Then they see all these hobbies they want in, and then they just go with what's current, and they bring, you know, they, they don't really do their research on what it was before, you know, or maybe look at some older editions. And I'll admit, I was kind of uh, guilty of that myself when I first got into Warhammer. You know, I was all about, oh, all about Space Marines, you know, and it's like, all this stuff is the coolest, but not, then I uh, went back, you know, n- not to sound uh, holier than thou or sanctimonious, but, you know, kind of out of respect for the hobby of you know, the older players, the old fags, if you will, uh, what the hobby kind of was, and looked at some of the older editions, and it's like, wow, I can really see why a lot of people are kind of, you know, riled up about the Primaris Marines in their lore. I mean, they're making, it looks like they're making some good changes with Ninth Edition, they're kind of listening, but at the same time, you know, I, I would really hate to see... Not just Warhammer, but any sort of hobby or nerd media kind of go down that route. Well, 
look at it from this point of view, all right? All right. Okay. I will we'll, we'll just pretend that I'm a writer. Okay. And if I am writing, well, the amount of campaigns you've done. <laughs> uh, so, so, so I'm writing something up, and we'll just say that I'm a dude, uh-huh. and I've been a dude for many decades. Uh huh. So when I'm writing a gameplay manual up, do you think I will start with the feminine aspect of writing, or do you think I will take on a more masculine form of writing? Yeah. Do you, do you think my when I'm trying to introduce, uh, say, stereo instructions, I'm, I'm writing for stereo instructions, do you think I will write from a more masculine point set because it is a technical manual? Yeah. Just based on my predilections of being a dude, Yeah. and mostly dudes are going to be the ones, a vast majority of the times, who are going to hook up a stereo in, say, a car. Yeah, sure. Right? So, so we can go with it on that route. And gaming is, you know, of course, a little more wibbly-nibbly than doing car stereos based on the stereotype of a dude putting a stereo in a car. Regardless, this stuff started around 3rd uh, edition Dungeons & Dragons, especially 3.5. And that's when it first started with the whole Wizards, you know, they had to be more uh, inclusive. And I had no problem with it at that point because it was a 50-50% egalitarian split. Yeah. You introduce fighter class from the male perspective, then you get into cleric, and it's done by the female perspective. You go into rogue, done by the male, and you just flip-flop it back and forth and back and forth. Easy breezy. Easy breezy. It's as simple as adding or removing the letter S after H-E on every sentence. He or she. That's it. It's not that hard. Yeah. Simple as, as I say. Simple as I say. Simple as I say, folks. That's right. North FC. But this has gotten more and more and more prevalent over the course of the, the later years, yeah. especially with some of the publications we're seeing now, where people are being told, okay, you're a dude, you're a writer, more guys wanting to be writers for game manuals and materials that include things like mathematics, like Rollmaster and shit. Yeah. And it's become more and more prevalent that first you got to write from the female uh, form of prose. Then you got to write more Islamic stuff in here. Then you've got to write more East Asian stuff in here. Then you've got to write more Sub-Saharan African stuff in here. And it just grows yeah. and grows and grows to the point where the, the writer has no personal association. And you have to start off with some semblance of personal association to what you're writing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like planting a tree without an acorn. Yeah, see, I mean, it's like I, um, you know... You know, it's like if you want to write about that stuff, you know, because it interests you and you want to tell a story about that, you know, I mean, shit, if we're talking about, you know, Arabian and Middle Eastern folklore outside of, you know, Islam, there's actually a lot of good shit there that you could easily make some campaigns on. But the thing is, like, if that doesn't interest you, you know, and you're going to write it anyway, well, I mean, if you're not passionate about it, it's going to show, you know, yeah. it's just, and if it's not interesting to you when you write that, it's going to easily translate to the players where it's like, oh, this isn't that interesting. And how unfortunate it would be for, you know, someone like, man, I would really love like a 1001 Arabian Nights sort of campaign. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most people, most people, uh, Fighting from my experience as a GM, especially during the character creating process, yeah. I have had never one time anyone tell me that the gender scenarios that the character classes are written up as make them uncomfortable. Nobody's ever said, oh, well, this is written from a male point of view. They would just internally add the letter S to he. Yeah. So I'm... suddenly she gets these weapon skills and she gets these magical skills. Yeah. Instead of he gets these. They would just internally add that. And I would do the same when they presented a feminine type of characterization, I would just remove the S so it had more relevance to me. But yeah. it has gotten to the point where this stuff has been so enforced that if you were to open up Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, look through their 13 core classes. Three of them are written from the male perspective. Ten of them are written from the female. And this is considered diverse. This yeah. is not equality. This it's is one worse. group supplement supplanting the other group in its entirely. Yeah, Entirely. and especially when you run it by the numbers, just by report of things, people who show interest are predominantly male. Yeah, it's, you know, one of the... People who play, predominantly male. Well, yes, I know female players, my girlfriend plays yeah. a bit, you know, but it's one of those things where... It's the exception, not the rule. Yeah, and, and then you get into more stuff where now the new books are coming out with Zer, uh, fucking... Is that a thing? Other kin. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, Ooh. absolutely. Is it D&D oh. doing that? Yes. Yes. Really? Huh. The Theros book. Huh. Uh, hell, I think the Ravnica book had it. And it's like, cool, That that's nice. But why not just go for the completely neutral stance? Or how about this? How about we leave real-life politics and gender studies and pronouns out of the fucking game world lore and present the game world as a fictional setting. Oh no, we can't do that because now orcs are no longer fictional creatures apparently. Now we're equivalenting orc lives matter to black lives matter because there's no difference. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you me. My but, brain You mate. I got a point to make. Right. My, I got a point to make, and my point is the amount of fucking backflips you got to do through flaming goddamn hoops to make sense of any of this. Fictional characters. Fictional is imaginary. Orcs are orcs. Black people are black people. They're not the same. We don't need to change orcs. There's. God damn it. Fuck piss. Pussy, cunt, rape, dick, shit. Fuck. This kind of crap pisses me off. I. I want my Middle Earth to be Middle Earth. Yeah. I don't want my Middle Earth to be a parable or a metaphor for what's going on in real life. Well, I mean, uh, I, but, I'm just going to say this. Okay. Go ahead. What? Was Legolas Hobbit gendered now? No, 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 no. I was going to say that's. I'm just saying that is kind of a poor metaphor because Middle Earth very much was a reflection of what was happening in the world at the time. I mean, orcs were. I, I'm just saying, I want my fantasy to be soldiers. fantasy. I want my reality to be reality. I don't want reality to invade fantasy. You're no, right. That was a poor I, metaphor. I, I, I like, well, well, here's the thing. We also got to remember that's detached from a, a fucking long time ago. Right? Okay, I want my Forgotten Realms to be Forgotten Realms. Okay, there we go. Okay. There we go. I, I want my Steelport, when I'm playing Saints Row, to be Steelport. <laughs> not a, a parallel to real-life shit. <laughs> well, and that that's just some of the shit going on. Like, now they're wanting to do a, another uh, Lord of the Rings series with a female Gandalf. Really? Yep. Because, you know, for the longest time, white people got in trouble for this thing called whitewashing. But if we do the opposite, or gender wash a bunch of characters, it's okay. I, see, you know, I, I still maintain my position where it's like, you know... Dude, when the apocalypse comes, I'm going down <laughs> to California, I'm going to put on like a bucket for a helmet, and insist that um, I carry around young Rippa on my shoulders, and we can be Master Blaster. Hell yeah. I'm Okay, because this guy... <laughs> dude... There is nobody I want to high-five and have a beer with more than that dude right now. <laughs> you know, just, I want to Wonder Twin powers that guy and just, like, yeah. let's go get him, dude, because he screams about the same things. And it's funny, though, because you see somebody on what is supposedly the other side of the fence screaming about the same shit. And it's like, yeah. dude, we agree, so why are we fighting? Yeah, I see... I mean, I get that the times are changing, and I respect that. I mean, time's got to go on. It has to. But at the... Same token, it's like, um, you know, I think adding things like Zer and Z or whatever you want, yeah. it, it's that ain't the route to take it because I think it's still a very, it's still a minority that actually, you know, takes that stuff seriously. And while you can still respect it, that doesn't mean you still, you know, you, you can still respect it and not demand that that be the standard. You know what I'm saying? You know, the weirdest thing about respect and, and this is kind of a cool RSPCT, what it means to me? Yeah, that's right. Because that's one of the first rules you oh. have in a oh, game group. Me. Like, Good Lord. 25, 30 years ago, when I first started learning about this thing called gaming and role-playing and dice, Yeah. one of the first things they told you was to have respect at the table for your fellow players. That was mm -hmm. like one of the predominant rules. And along with that, it was a give and take. Yeah. You sit down on the table and you have an opinion about a, let's say, dwarves that I don't have. And it turns into a heated argument. We can still shake hands. Because mm -hmm. you have your opinion, and I can show you respect by saying, you know what? I do not believe your opinion is right. Yeah. But let's keep playing the game, because we're both having fun. We're both fans of the same game. You know, let's let's just... Let's agree to disagree. Yeah. Right? We, we can still, like, be a little miffed at each other or whatever. Let... Uh, temperatures calm down and let the, the pot stop boiling over. Call a five or a ten minute. Call a five or ten minute break. We can disagree, but we can still respect enough at the table as individual people. And yeah. the problem with a lot of this stuff right now, especially the ones who are making demands, have no respect for those who are making demands of. 
You can remember they're walking into Wizards of the Coast and being, oh, you got to change all this shit. And if Wizards tries to stick up for themselves and say, this is our product, they'll just trash the place. They won't say, okay, well, you know, you're a company and I won't buy your product then. Yeah. Instead, they're like, well, you have to change it or we'll fucking dox your family. Yeah. You know, we're going to escalate. Yeah, it's like there's no there, there's no room for real negotiation. It's just straight to ultimatums and threats, it seems. Which is why... And I, I, you know what? I, I, I should bring this around to a good note. All okay. Right? All yeah. right. We're going to bring this around because we've been ranting on this for a while now. And I think anybody who's listening to us is either mentally tuned out by now or has thrown their computer through a wall. Was, or both. I did it for you. I know you did that for me. Uh, the Steam sale was here recently. Uh-huh. So I went out for 4th of July. I actually did light myself on fire by accident. It happens when you six... I can tell your hair, is it going to grow back? No, actually, it wasn't my hair. Actually, it was like that t-shirt I got with all the clown faces on it, <laughs> right? I'm a, I'm a dick. I admit this. I go to a social gathering where there's a bunch of people I don't know, and I figure maybe one of them is afraid of clowns. I'll wear my t-shirt with all the creepy clown faces on it. Somebody hands me a shitload of mortars and some tubes, and our fireworks show was pretty sad. So I started lighting off things like four and six mortars at a time. There you go. You know, just ramp that shit up. Problem is, of course, there's a lot of sparks in the air, and I lit myself on fire. <laughs> so, you know what? Drinking alcohol, playing with a 306, or I mean my 308, and launching off six packs of mortars at one time. See, I'm getting my numbers mixed up because there was a lot of things exploding. What could go wrong, right? Goblin, we all knew you were hot, but goddamn... Yeah, I, I did. I lit my. Then I get home, and I realize, oh shit, it's the Steam sale. <laughs> so I'm going to bring this to an, a, a, a more, uh, let's hopefully um, happy uh, midway. I, 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 it's hard to use the word positive, but let's try to get some positive. A neutral. Oh, okay. More ambiguously neutral area here. I did buy some new games. I finally got one that I have been looking forward to playing. What did you get? I got Detroit. Oh, how was it? Become Human. I have no idea, but I am stoked because this is one of those games that when I saw it on E3 a couple years back, it is a storyline-based game with exploration of psychology through the main characters. Huge script. Your choices matter. I am stoked to play this game. On top of that, I picked up a copy of Raft. And I hate that game. <laughs> I fucking despise Raft. More than I despise Ark. Oh, no. Oh, wow. That goddamn shark. <laughs> if anybody here in the room or anybody on the other side of the microphone happens to be listening, the game has a great... The graphics are right. They're kind of cel-shaded, a little cartoonish. You'll spend a lot of time running to the edge of your raft and running to the water thingy back and forth to purify salt water to turn into fresh water. You will also be spending a lot of time swatting birds away from your little raft side garden so you can eat food constantly. There's very little time for anything else because like for some strange reason being on a raft abandoned means that you want to just eat and drink constantly and not repair your raft because... No matter how long goes by, you'll always have this one fucking shark who decides that he's the reincarnation of Jaws and he will bite your raft and tear off chunks of it. Yeah. It's that fucking shark, dude. Hey, I'll, put, I'll say this, man. Jaws did nothing wrong. It's, I, I, I actually got to the point where I was collecting, I, got, I collected enough scrap yeah. that I overbuilt my uh, raft to be larger than it should be. Just so when the shark shows up... You got something to chew on? I'm just, like, not even really bothered at it by this point. He's like, nom, 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 part of my raft blows away. And I'm like, oh, fucking... I'll fix that in five minutes. <laughs> like, when it first starts, you know, like, the the shark, when he attacks your raft, yeah. like, does major damage to it. Like, you'll lose a quarter of your raft. But you can build it up as you go along. So I just built my raft up even bigger. The other downside to it is uh, some of the items you need for crafting... Mm -hmm are kind of rare, or you have to dodge a shark, and the shark, thankfully, is an idiot. Yeah. Uh, my raft has somehow gotten spun around, like, 75 degrees, the wrong angle. Yeah. So I can no longer trawl, uh, trawl the waters for resources as efficiently as I used to, because my raft is now drifting kind of quasi-sideways. Yeah. 
it's it's actually at a kinda, jaunty angle. It's at a jaunty angle. Yeah, it is actually supposedly it is a very relaxing game. It's got a nice soundtrack. It's one of those casual survival games that's not supposed to be too hard. Just do a little resource management, listen to the music, and enjoy the scenery as it passes by. Yeah. So far, in the six or so hours that I've played it, it is a constant game of, I hate that shark, I need to eat, <laughs> and I need to drink, rinse, spit, repeat. Like, huh. that's, that's it. it. It sounds like Subnautica, but much more frustrating and way less exploration. Uh, yeah, well, you're stuck on the raft, and if you leave the so, raft, okay. the raft will keep on going. But you won't. <laughs> but you won't. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. I was like, I run onto an island, I figured, because my, my raft collided with an island... And I figured, oh, it'll be there for a while. So I run on the island and find out that the islands have almost jack shit for resources. I run back to go get on my raft, and it's gone. Thankfully, I put a sail on my raft by this point, so I could recognize it on the horizon. <laughs> I almost died because, again, there's a fucking shark following your raft everywhere. <laughs> so, uh, raft is a game, I, uh, if you're playing co-op, you know... Uh, you might be able to do something more than eat drink and shit yeah well you know and you delegate tasks between you and your partner i can definitely see it like your partner's the one who does all the cooking and fishing and stuff and rebuilds the raft uh-huh. and you do the, uh, the the resource gathering on the islands as you pass by or things and you play it more as a co-op game definitely definitely worth the purchase but as a solo player game it's frustrating <laughs> uh i also picked up one called pray for the gods I think I've heard of that one. Why don't you tell us? Uh, Pray for the Gods, actually, and I will tell you, because you have yet to play with me on Steam. I know. And I want you to touch me in bad ways, young sir. Oh, boy. Remember, I am an ordained priest again. Oh, God. Oh, yes. So I can touch you. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay, Biden. <laughs> Get in. Come on, loser. We're sniffing kids. Joe Biden 2020. <laughs> anyway, that's, a, that's about as political as I'm going to get. Anyhow, uh, Pray for the Gods... Fucking beautiful. Pretty good, huh? Dude, like, I was blown away playing Skyrim, and I walked through the snow, and I see my feet prints behind me. But then I was like, oh, my feet prints go away. Boo-hoo, I'm gonna go slay a, a fucking dragon now. Whoopty shit. And this one, the snow is, like, hip high. Yeah. And when you walk through it, like, I ran, I was fighting a boss monster, and I ran through the snow, which is not a good idea. Um, it's not even possible sometimes. It, it was damn near not impossible, but it leaves, like, uh, leg trails behind you. Oh, that's cool. Because, you know, the snow is deep enough, it's, like, crotch level. So I go through the snow, I fight off the big-ass monster dude, and this plays a lot like, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, fun. So, like, the yeah. first monster is big as shit. I'm, like, the size of his big toe. Huh. You know, so I have to, yeah. like, grapple up the side of a, uh, cliff face ring a bell to stun it and then jump on him and then like hit the pressure node points to fuck with him but after the fight my tracks were still in the snow oh that's cool from previously i'm like holy shit you know it's like persistent that what i do in this world stays in that world the changes i make stay yeah uh the graphics are phenomenally beautiful the uh, main character i picked it up because she's cute yeah okay i i, I won't even fucking try to hide it Hey, nothing character. wrong with liking some cuties. There, there's nothing wrong with liking some cuties, and I want to play a game that doesn't preach, doesn't call me a bad person, and if I'm going to be playing this game for any amount of time, I want to enjoy the view of things other than the scenery. I kind of like that. The main character's character modeling, like the clothing and stuff, um, has enough physics to it. Like, the uh, skirt moves around, and the quiver for the bow moves around when you run and stuff like that, so... Do her boobs jiggle. No, I don't know, because usually when I'm running, it's from something. Fair. I don't really pay attention to the finer points of jigglage when I'm in a life-or-death struggle. I do. Uh, the downside to it, though, so far, is like your tools and equipment break really quickly and easily. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but, of course, it is a survival game. But I do love the persistence, the character modeling, the uh, models of the cliff faces, the snow... The other creatures in the realm. Yeah. It's it feels kind of like Fable without the graphics in those regards. Like some of the creatures I feel like saying. Fable monsters. With yeah. Just a slight hint of more realistic graphics. Okay. Uh, so pray for the gods. 
Uh, I actually played only one hour of that one, and I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm just terrified of that game, because survival, <laughs> and the first monster I ran into, despite being easy, just somehow still scares me. Well, Sizen, like, even if it's not, you know, like, it does, even if a monster doesn't necessarily look scary, like a Shadow of the Colossus, those things are terrifying because they're just fucking big, you know? <laughs> well, it's, it's, yeah, he's fucking big, and, like, the character models for the first one that I fought, I believe he was, like, named the Scarecrow or something? I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, I really can't remember his name, because, like, Ooh, excuse me. I'm walking along, you know, and you read, like, and they got notes, right? So I knew this was coming. Yeah. Because they have notes. Like, these guys, these previous explorers were like, oh, yeah, we lashed it down with ropes. And, you know, we can't get rid of the horrible stench. You know, we don't know what to do, and we're afraid we're going to die in this horrible land. So you kind of have a hint already from the note. Yeah. That a boss fight is coming up. And then the boss comes out of the ground, and I am just like, fuck me, running. <laughs> Holy shit. Not only is it big, it is intimidating looking. Yeah. You know, it's like half skeletal, half scarecrow looking and pieces and chunks are missing the thing is big as shit but still I mean it looked fucking fantastic and for an independent studio making this quality of work especially on the graphics side and the gameplay was tight too nice there's no doubt about it like the controls were spot on yeah they were not 100% intuitive I mean I didn't just dive right in and be like oh I, I guess this button does this oh look I'm right there is a learning curve but the learning curve is really small in comparison to a lot of independent studios. So I would have to give this one a recommendation to anyone who likes survival games, if they like uh, Shadow of the Colossus, or they just want to play a game that's fucking beautiful. I'm kind of surprised there haven't been more uh, video <coughs> games that have kind of tried to uh, be like a Shadow of the Colossus clone, because, I mean, it was such a successful game. It's oh, like yeah, stable, absolutely. <coughs> the fact that there hasn't been more people trying to replicate that's kind of surprising to me, but I'll check that well, out. Well, because sure. a lot of games have taken the aspects of that, like the Uncharted series. You got the whole climbing around on top of shit thing there. Um, other games, pretty much anything... Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Assassin's Creed, but if you're talking about just crawling around on big creatures trying to do a thing, then that's where you end up in that, uh, was that Horizon? Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. As uh, well as uh, God of War, um, all kinds of other shit lately where they take Fuck that you, Hades. I hate that level. Oh, God. <laughs> Have you played God of War 4? No. Be thankful you haven't faced Dad of War. Dad of War. Dad of War. <laughs> That's a that. Um, let me just say, brought to you by AFK. Not really, but they do have a drink there called the Dad of War, and it is delicious. Oh, I believe it. You know what? Fuck AFK. He's saying it. Oh, huh? he said it. I've said been it. saying that for about five years. I like their cocktails. I like their cocktails. Overpriced. I, they Over are overpriced. fucking priced. Their food is, but at least their cocktails are good. Uh, it's just more of gaming being at the forefront. Anyway, those are the three big games I picked up. I picked up a, a few others during the Steam sale, including another crafting one for uh, Dragon Age. Okay. Uh, super cute. Very kawaii. That's Dragon Age. Uh, it's, it's very Dragon Age. Um, it, like, pick block miner or something like that. It, it's So far, there is a lot. It's, it's, it's that bridge between... Uh, a standard Dragon Age game and Minecraft. Okay. You know, there's okay. just... It, it's got a lot of text. A lot of fucking reading to do. Lots but, of reading. But what about uh, Minecraft Dungeons? Minecraft uh, Dungeons is a abomination. It is a blight. If I had my way, I would go out. I would pick it. I would riot. it. I would establish my own little zone of land away from the rest of the country that I currently live into. And I would put up signs that says, Minecraft Dungeons. Dungeons. I, I, it's hard to use those words all together in one sentence easily. But I would put a sign that says, this is a no MCD zone. <laughs> Everything else about my little autonomous zone would be absolutely 100% normal to the rest of the surroundings that I currently reside in. <laughs> Although I would have to declare myself an autonomous nation-state, just so Minecraft could be illegal within that seven-block radius. <laughs> Minecraft Dungeons, that is. Speaking of crafting... If I wanted to play Diablo, I would throw money at Blizzard, who likes to make me feel guilty about being who I am. That said... What have you guys been playing? Oh boy, Don't do. Or... You go first. Okay, 
I know it's been a few months, but I feel like it's still relevant enough. You guys know I'm a Nintendo fanboy. Uh-huh, so how have you been doing in Animal Crossing? Dude, I fucking love it. Okay, but that's the only... As much fanboy gushing as I'll do. Now I'll try and take an objective look at it. Okay, All so, right, I'm going to have to get a drink for this one. Okay. Okay, so, uh, me and my brother, we've actually been Animal Crossing fans since the start. Uh, we started with the one on the GameCube, you know, we got the one on the DS, then the Wii, then the 3DS one, New Leaf. So, uh, and consistently, Animal Crossing has kind of gotten better and better with each title. This one, I felt, well, don't get me wrong, it's still fun. I still feel like it's kind of a step back. I mean, there's some things, um, some features that they took out, while well, I can understand, but like, one of the ones that I just noticed the other day that kind of irks me is, um, did you guys ever play any of the older titles? Um, my girlfriend has, I have not. Okay, well, so, you know, there's Tom Nook and he always had a little shop. Uh-huh. And for your house, you could always get wallpapers or different floorings. And you could always get a full preview, and it would spread it out over the shop wall or floor, so you could see what it looked like. Especially in this house, now that some of them, of the wallpapers, have windows, and some don't. So, normally... Or the one that I love that is all windows. Yeah. So, they... While you can uh, go in the shop, and if you want to buy a flooring or wallpaper, it has a preview of what the idea, or what the design kind of is like. You can't get a full display, so it's kind of a gamble. Like, say, I'm trying to work on my kitchen, right? And I want a nice little window on the side, and I'm like, oh, this is a really cool one. This is, you know, kind of a nice, relaxing cafe feel. I put it up, and all of a sudden, it's a completely walled-off room with no window. It's like, I'm gonna look at the ocean, motherfucker. Now I just waste, now I'm out like, you know, 1,500 bells. Well, see, I haven't had that much of a problem because I've been able to make over 100,000 bells every day, especially now they have the thing where you can go swim. Oh, yeah. Um, but... I don't know. I didn't play any other ones as my first foray into it. I'm mainly doing it to help Kara with her island. Um, so you're fully new. What's your take on it, then? I'm interested to hear. The biggest thing is, it's a daily check-in game. you got to remember to yep. do all your dailies. Yep. Um, for me, it's a rung above a mobile game. It's fun to do. You don't mind doing it. Yeah. You don't mind advertising it sometimes that you do it. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, sometimes you got to put that game down. Oh, sure. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like, I think it was The Escapist. Um, I think it was Jack Packard. Oh, uh, well, if you want to talk The Escapist, then you got to go with Yancey giving it to his uh, wife and yeah. having her play and him be player too. And I love his reaction to that. Yeah, <laughs> that she had almost started a cargo cult. But I think it was Yahtzee and uh, Jack Packard who were having a conversation where... Is it a $60 early access? And you know, now that that thought is in my head, especially with all the that they keep adding to the game through updates, I kind of feel like it is. Because especially the first couple days, I don't mean ga- days, days, days <laughs> in game. I mean real-time days. There's not a whole lot for you to do. You know, it's really nice to have your slow wits come back to the microphone. <laughs> You're welcome. You know, it could be worse. At least we can hear him. Um, yeah. So one of the things I noticed, because we didn't get the game immediately, and yeah, my yeah. girlfriend started playing it, and then I just hopped in to be like, you know what, fuck it, I'll, I'll hop into it. We've been able, able to do a lot of things together Yeah. on that. Like, I, I, ha- I put my house up on top of a ridge, got it paid off immediately, and I'm one step ahead of her when it comes to the rooms. Okay. Um, That's sexist. Well, it's because I can come home from work and sit there for two hours before I go upstairs and go to bed. Um, That's still sexist. <laughs> so, so I did all this running around and stuff. Welcome and... to 2020 where I can just do that. <laughs> and it's true all of a sudden. Well, that's racist. Oh, God damn it. Ah, I have a minority card. Uh-huh. So do I. You're honorary. Oh, shit. He's getting it out. Folks, this is not I'm true. getting out my fucking card. I am now Yoshi Vu. <laughs> uh, um, goblin, goblin. 3D generalist, VFX artist at YoshiArtificialEmpire.com, located in California, United States, and I have worked on the Death Star in the last Star Wars movie. Plus, I'm doing some stuff right now with uh, some other movies involving Sylvester Stallone. But I'm half Japanese now. Fuck you. 
Goblin. That, that that's not a Yoshi Vu card. That is a uh, this, this that's is... an expired Burlington no, card no. that has seventy five cents left on it. Shut up. Well, uh, why did you only give him a dollar for Christmas again? I, 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 you, I you, look, don't talk about that. Look, <laughs> so, I, I identify as half Japanese, and hey, I they sell candy there. I they sell identify that card as my business card. Okay, fine. All, All right, right, you got so, me. So here's the thing with the game: is back okay, to Animal Crossing. Back to Animal Crossing. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of nice, especially now that we're we've moved up. We've got more people. Uh, in fact, I think it's tomorrow. We've got that dog guy coming to the island. Oh, KK. I guess. Um, yeah, because, his name is KK. Because we've been trying to expand the island. Now, as a player, too, yeah. I can't do the editing of the island. I can only pay for my stuff and pay I for that. I have a green card. Oh. That's, that's mostly white. It's got a green strip on it. <laughs> Maybe you need to wash it more. <laughs> oh, wait. This isn't a green card. This is... Oh. Oh, this is my... Oh, no. Oh, 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 snap, dude. What does it say right there on my card for race? What does it say? What does it say? Look at it. Bottom, um, left is one. Right. Yeah, that's right. I, my race is number one. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. All right, back to Animal Crossing. <laughs> So, I mean, it, it's just one of the things about the, the game is it's a good time waster. You can run around yes, and do a lot of things. very much so. Uh, you can travel to random islands. And I got to say, I am to the point where I run out of stuff to do. Yeah. And that's the way the game is meant to do. It's a tomorrow. Everything's tomorrow. You find all the fossils, they'll regen tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you do all your chores for the day. Yes, when you do the Nook Miles Plus, those go infinitely. So if you're trying to finish out that list, you're going to end up repeating yourself a lot. Yeah, and that's uh, that's kind of the thing I didn't like about um, uh, New Horizons from New Leaf. It's while it was, it's still very much a time waster, you know, and just, you know, things will happen tomorrow. In New Leaf, there was more things you could do in it where you have like the little shopping center, you know, you, you could. Uh, uh, go get your hair done, or even get different colored eyes, and you can do that in this one. But it's just you just go to a mirror, and it's free. Well, that part is nice, you know. There's still something well, kind of fun you about can going only to the do it salon. though once you've picked up the uh, the hairstyle thing. Yeah, because you can't do it immediately. Just like you can't do the custom designs. Yeah, just like uh, a bunch of the stuff you have to get the people. Like we've got the the hedgehogs there. Yeah, and one the, of the fun things is when you get the visitors. Server. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, two of them, because uh, the third one does her own thing. So, but you have these visitors who come, and you've got the uh, for the diving part. Now you got the uh, the otter who will uh, trade you either plans or a pearl for um, for your first scallop. But it's not every day. Is it just me, or does Pascal the otter kind of remind you of Chichimarin? Am I the only one who sees that? You just see a beanie and a, think he's Mexican. I, I mean. No, also, I, hey, usually he's also if red. I see a beanie, I think he's um, a fucking newscaster on YouTube. <laughs> that too. But yeah, so I, I agree. It is very much a time wasting game, but like in a good way. You know what I mean? It's therapeutic. Yeah, and it's, it's I don't fun get to make people like, oh, I get all super stressed out. I'm like, I'm a terrible fisherman in that game, but I don't give a fuck. You diving though, I am the man. I chase down. I don't know why those giant. Uh, the Giga Clams or whatever the hell they oh, are. The, yeah. the six-foot ones that can swallow a diver. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. those, those move across I've been doing a few of those island. fucking nightclubs when I was younger. <laughs> nice. Yes, how were the 1700s? Dude, the 1700s were a lot better than they are now. I we say, had Goblin, a problem, we just threw the tea in the harbor. <laughs> I say, Goblin, you know your way around an unclean Mimsy. Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying her minge bit back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Oh dear. But yeah, so overall, I mean, the soundtrack is nice, and again, it's very therapeutic, but uh, I, if anyone listening to this is thinking about getting Animal Crossing, I think now is a good time to pick it up, because now there's enough stuff that it should be entertaining to you, and they're going to keep releasing stuff, but in retrospect, I'm kind of glad I didn't get it day one, because mm -hmm. otherwise it would have probably lo uh, lost its luster a little bit. I mean, I kind of wish because we had the opportunity to do it day one because that was about the same time we bought a Switch. Yeah. I would have much rather have bought that Switch because at least it was a colorful Switch. Sure. 
shirt. You know, I ended up going with the gray one, but I also got the lime green controllers. And for two player, having two people run around at the same time on an island is hilarious. It, it is hilarious. Um, one, oh, can I just say on that right. note, one thing uh, uh, my friend Amanda and I do when we play online is we'll just uh, make a circle around whatever villager and have like a little ocarina or a pan flute and just play into their ears until they're like, stop! Stop it! <laughs> I mean, they don't actually do, but we like to imagine that they're like okay. getting driven crazy. We play this game where both of us pull out our axes and run after each other and just try and swing. Or the butterfly <laughs> nets. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and for uh, some yeah. reason, if your skin tone on that game is even slightly brown, you're amazingly a lot faster than the other person. Wow. Don't ask me why my character's so fast. <laughs> it's all part of the... It's purely economic. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's just purely economic differences. They're faster, but then you swim a little slower. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Animal Crossing has been a great delight in these times. I've also been doing... Um, Stick of Truth, I know it's oh, considered retro one. gaming, but I downloaded it for like five bucks. Yeah, I mean, some of the sales they have on Switch are pretty damn oh, good. Oh, it's, it's fucking great, but the thing I wish it had, and I know you're supposed to be able to do it with the Olympics one, but I wish they would just have a sports game like the Wii had, where you just yeah. do bowling and all that. Now, they do have the the board, or the 51 game box collection thing, but it, it's a full price game for fucking a bunch of board games that are not suitable for yeah you know it'd be cool with i think it's got skee ball on it you, oh can i make a recommendation to you hmm. uh it is kind of an old school um uh, at this point anyway older game but it's really fun on the switch especially with the motion controls hmm. is surgeon simulator oh dear lord that oh dude jess isn't a gamer let me say she's not my girlfriend isn't very much of a gamer but we did that and we were just like cry laughing at the shenanigans we're getting up it's like we need to say this he needs like you know a brain transplant and you know you're trying to like hold like the uh drill to get into the skull and then he just and then it's like they just start hemorrhaging right there i don't know i like i would just love like an outdoor sports 10 years of medical school for this well what's funny is that game has a sense of humor when you kill your patient it said patient lost and it was going so well too <laughs> and then you uh, died. And then you died. So yeah, Surgeon Simulator. You guys would like that one. Oh yeah, it sounds like that would be a lot of fun. That, yeah, that game was fucked up. And then it, it, like it'll uh, as after you beat the one where they're just in the operating room, then it has scenarios like you're running down a hallway with them to the operating room, so all of your stuff is like flying all over the place while you're trying to keep them alive. <laughs> it reminds me of a horror movie where the dentist would look over the patient, and be like, "Is it safe?" <laughs> Why is the dentist asking me this? What the fuck? No, I, I love going to the dentist recently because now they have those vacuum sealed boxes of tools they have to bring out. It's like you're just here for a. I'm just here for a checkup. Why do you need a vacuum sealed box of tools? They need one tool out of it to use, and then the whole box has to get shipped out to get recleaned. Yeah. It's like God damn. I think you should have single pack ones for that. You would think. Oh. No, I I I don't know. Anyway, that's what I've been playing, and I did, uh, unfortunately, thanks to the pandemic, I didn't buy it, I refused to acknowledge my purchase of said game, Donald J. Trump bought the game. Oh, Daddy Trumpus? Donald J. Trump gave me the money. Well, really, Pelosi was the one who made it that much. Uh, we won't get into that. <laughs> scary creepy bitch and her fetish for pork inside stuff but anyway I'm just going to say Donald J. Trump orange man bought me a copy of Fallout 76 oh you didn't I didn't Donald J. Trump did alright rationale it how you will I will definitely rationale it because that's the same week I got the fucking stimulus money excuse me. Um, that's the week I got the stimulus money Therefore, Donald J. Trump bought that game for me. And Washington State Governor Asshat McGee also said, stay home. <laughs> All right. So I, I was following the legal orders of my state governor while being financed by the federal government. I got a copy of Fallout 76 for free because of this. The game is trash. <laughs> now, they did add Wastelanders. Wastelanders does make the game somewhat enjoyable. 
Okay. If you took Wastelanders out of the equation, so take that DLC and just chuck it out the window, the game is trash. Utter garbage. Like, it's beautiful, has a nice soundtrack. Beyond that, all you do is you just run around and shoot shit. Yeah. That's it. Oh, and you work on your base, building it ever so slowly, but like in my first 30 minutes of game time, I almost died because a small communist pencil eraser decided to shoot me with a laser from shrubberies. Nice. And even though they're like super low in level and shit, and you should be able to pick them off easy, I have a tire iron. And it's somewhere in the shrubberies. And as I go chasing after it in the shrubberies to go get the little deal, hit him over his little pencil-shaped head, I almost fell off a cliff. I'm like, seriously, it is my job in a game to find the best place to screw with the opponent due to the land. Uh, the first time I found Civilization, somebody tried picking a fight with me by opening fire with a, rail, a chain gun, and I'm like, really? Bullets are that inexpensive now. You can just see like somebody is level two running across a hill. And you decide, fuck it, I want to start PvP with that asshole. <laughs> Mow him down. Yeah. Uh, the map is actually really beautiful. That the one thing everybody's been saying that the map is beautiful is a hundred percent legit. I can back that up. The map is fucking phenomenal. And the transition from one biome to another biome, like I, when I was going from forest to ashland. The transition wasn't, like, jarring. It wasn't like, I'm immediately in water, I'm out of water. Yeah. It was actually a slow uh, incline from one to another. It, it was very enjoyable. I could see the other biome coming. I could kind of see where things were thinning out. The trees got thinner and thinner more. You went to Ashland uh, from the forest. But it wasn't a super jarring experience. It was a nice, smooth transition from one to another and the color schemes, the color palette they used for this game definitely backed that up. But like I said, dude, if you, took, if you just took Wastelanders out of the equation, the game is just walk around and shoot things. That's it. Uh, that's too bad. It's Fallout without Quest. Wastelanders made it Fallout-ish. It, made, it turned it back into Fallout 4, basically. Just, you can have your friends there, and of course I'm running around with my character's name, which literally translates to Sophie the Shit. <laughs> Uh, another player did get that. Like, I'm walking around and some dude's just, like, randomly on his microphone. Hey, that's a nice name. What's your character's name? Sophie the Shit. Uh, yeah, but what? You said uh, it translates from. It, so. it translates, uh, her name is Sophie Lemaire. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sophie, Sophie Lemaire. Yes. Le petit merde. Le petit merde. <laughs> Le petit merde. Women don't um, shit. This is a known fact. Yeah, women don't shit. It's a known fact. So I named her, you know, Sophie the shit. And, you know, Sophie Le Merde, because, you know, of course, using foreign languages on any game seems to get you past their filters no matter what. Yeah. I was actually tempted on naming her Putakinamo. <laughs> nice. Uh, or uh, Malititimo. You know, something <laughs> like that. Because uh, if. French didn't work, then I just go to Filipino, and that, boom, smooth sailing. Yeah. Uh, but what I will say is, if you want to play a game that is relaxing in its own right, if you're planning on playing a solo Fallout game that just has other people screwing up your groove, sure. All right. Sure. But it crashes a lot. Yeah. Well, oh, it, it crashes a lot. It crashes if you jump. It crashes if you build your house. It crashes if you walk into water. It crashes if you walk out of water. It crashes if you walk into a building. It crashes if you bring up your menu to check what you have in your inventory. Sounds like playing uh, New Vegas on the PS3 all over again. But, if you want a game that you could just walk... If it was a walking simulator... Yeah. You know, and you could just walk through the landscape and enjoy it... Oh god, it'd be great. You know, it's an older title, but if you guys like, you know, just pretty landscapes and uh, a good story... Check out Firewatch. That's a fun one. Who's in the tower? Who's in the tower? Who's in the tower? <laughs> All right. Anyway, I think we're hitting the. Uh, one yeah, one. we are. We All are right. good on time, fellas. So, all I'm gonna say for now is try and find some games you enjoy, and God will the politics end next year. Nope. Just um, all I can say is the same thing I said two weeks ago when I did my little miniature uh, episode. I think it's time to tell the big AAA publishers to go eat a dick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, gather up some friends and make your own adventures. If you want politics in your game, then you can have politics in your game. Yeah. Just make them 
fictional politics in the world lore, because that's part of what gaming is about, is exploration of philosophy and you know different mindsets and psychology, things like that. What you do with your friends on your own time in a living room with a bunch of game books yep. is your opinion, and it's it's you. Sure, it's your stuff. Don't yeah. You, you don't need to let a bunch of screeching purple-haired harpies tell you you're a bad person because you want to play a fucking fantasy game and have orcs be orcs. Too right. Right. Um, uh, that's all I gotta say. Cool. Uh, I think for the moniker, what he would say is, you know, I've part of what I've been doing is going through a bunch of my old. Uh, that's a secret moniker noise. I know. It was a if secret. you find all three in this episode, you will get a prize. Um, you're you're paying for it. I am. I have money now. Um, but what I was gonna say is, what I've been doing throughout this whole thing is I've kind of been going back through some of my older games. Like I just started playing the first video game I ever owned, which was Pac-Man World Two. Oh Jesus! It's delightful. So, yeah, you know, if you need a break from the craziness of everyday world, you know, go back to some of those games that uh, originally made you feel good. Or, you, you know, um, maybe pick up an older edition of a game, you know. Uh, or even if you are currently into something like Warhammer Magic, maybe try and find some old sets or some old books, you know. What have you. And just take a look. Uh, brush up on your gaming history, so to speak. Might uh, find you have a lot more fun with it than you would ever imagine. Yep, and that's the moniker for this week. Alright, Game Goblin, going back to my crypt. Moniker, goodbye. Darth Blasphemous, signing off. This is my make-a-wish. I actually only have three weeks left to live. They told me I could be on a professional podcast, and they sent me here.